What is happening in the war between Azerbaijan and Armenia? If you watch mainstream news, you have no idea. You might not even know there's a war going on right now. And yet, as some are calling it, this could be Armenian Genocide 2.0. Thousands are taking to the streets here in the U.S. demanding news coverage and for politicians to get involved to stop that genocide. But almost nothing is happening. And again, if you're at home saying, I didn't even know this was going on, we're not surprised because the media is just not covering it. Today, we are speaking to an expert on this subject from across the world. And uh, Erdogan sent at, uh, at the first uh, two weeks of the conflict around 4,000 mercenaries from Syria. These are hardcore jihadists. They believe that the Armenians, because they're Christians, so they consider them as an infidels. So they're there to ethnically cleanse the Armenians. Why he says the U.S. could put an end to this genocide today if it wanted to, and I'll tell you how. I'm Ben Swan, and this is Truth in Media. Hey guys, and welcome to the show. And today we are covering a very important issue, the issue of the war between Azerbaijan and Armenia. It's been going on for weeks now. Media really doesn't cover it, and they're not giving any context as to what is actually happening here. But make no mistake, what is taking place appears to be a genocide against the Armenian people. Turkey is involved. ISIS fighters are involved. The free Syrian army fighters who tried to overthrow Syria are involved as well. There are huge ramifications for the Armenian people, and yet there's nothing but crickets from the media on this issue. So we are going to be covering it today, speaking with a journalist who has been on the ground and covers this stuff every single day from across the world. He's joining us via Zoom to talk about what's taking place. But before we get to that interview, a shout out to our sponsor for this episode, cloudcoin.global. For the last few weeks, we've been telling you about cloudcoin.global. Cloudcoin is a cloud-based digital currency claiming to be the most perfect digital currency ever. Cloudcoin was designed based on the founder's theory of perfect money. And now Cloudcoin becomes the very first digital currency that is not blockchain-based to be listed at Bitcoin.com. You can learn much more about Cloudcoin right now at Cloudcoin.global. So back to our interview for today. And this story of what is happening right now in Armenia is absolutely incredible as Armenians are being killed in a war between Azerbaijan and Armenia, a war being instigated by Azerbaijan, but being also fueled by Turkey, which continues to spread its influence across that part of the world. It is a neo-Turkish push to really claim territory all over the Middle East and into Europe. And while that's happening, we have now learned that the FSA, the Free Syrian Army, remember the same group that was trained originally by the CIA and the United States, who ultimately became, in many cases, ISIS fighters. That those same fighters, now that they don't have a war to fight in Syria because they've been pushed out, have now gone into this area and it is the Free Syrian Army that is conducting a ground war against the Armenians on behalf of Azerbaijan and Turkey. It's an incredible story. Thousands of people have been taking to the streets here in the United States, protesting this war, demanding the U.S. get involved and put an end to what could become Armenian genocide and demanding coverage by news networks that have completely ignored the story or if they have told it at all, are misrepresenting it completely. Joining us today is journalist Kevork Almasian. He has been covering these issues for many years. He is the founder of Syriana Analysis 
He's been covering issues of ISIS, the Free Syrian Army, and Turkey for many years. And today, he explains to us what is going on. Kivork, thank you for being here. I want to begin by asking you about the history of this conflict. Here in the U.S., so many people just don't know about the Armenian history, what an important history it is, how far back it goes, and why the history of Armenia is relevant to what's happening today. First of all, the Armenian presence in the Southern Caucasus goes back to the 5th century BC. And the Armenians, they had an empire or a kingdom that stretched from uh, the Caspian Sea till the Mediterranean, especially in Syria. So the Armenian presence was there. Uh, we are talking about now 7,000 uh, 7, years uh, in that region. In the early 18th century, the Ottomans, uh, Ottoman Empire invaded uh, the region of Nagorno-Karabakh and they captured the area. And uh, they gave this area some sort of an autonomy later, but it, it remained under uh, strict Ottoman uh, Empire uh, occupation. Till World War I, uh, in World War, when World War, World War I uh, was over in 1918, uh, Stalin came and he occupied uh, Nagorno-Karabakh, and in 1923 he gifted Nagorno-Karabakh to the newly formed state uh, called Azerbaijan, because Azerbaijan was formed only after uh, the World War One. And the region, which is uh, uh, overly populated by the Armenians, ethnic Armenians, uh, they stayed under the Azerbaijani occupation for seven decades until the Soviet Union was going to collapse uh, at the end of uh, 1989 and the Armenians uh, uh, called for uh, independence or joining Armenia. But the Azerbaijani forces, they of course, they refused it and they, there was a clashes between the Armenians and the Azerbaijanis and this led into a formation of a, a popular resistance or a popular defense forces and the Armenians fought against the Azerbaijani forces between 1991 till 1993, and they gained their um, uh, territories back, and they uh, uh, hold a referendum, uh, which was approved by 99.8% of the people uh, in Nagorno-Karabakh, or what is called Artsakh by the Armenians, and they chose to uh, be an independent country, which is till today is not recognized by uh, the international community or by the UN because it needs an approval of the uh, five, uh, let's say, Security Council uh, uh, permanent members. And this is, uh, uh, in my opinion, for the current uh, international relations situation, it's impossible for Artsakh to be independent. Okay, so in, in terms of uh, this latest conflict, Azerbaijan is then, uh, is, is it ethnic cleansing? Actually, the definition of ethnic cleansing is not only about like killing or slaughtering the people. Even if you deport the people from their own uh, uh, land, that's also ethnic cleansing. And what Azerbaijan is doing since the 27th of September, they launched a full-scale full attack on uh, Artsakh or Nagorno-Karabakh. And uh, with the full backing of Erdogan, uh, which supplied the Azerbaijani side by even uh, F-16 warplanes, uh, which the Turkish side is using, and they used it to gun down an Armenian uh, uh, warplane uh, a few days ago. And Turkey also is sending mercenaries uh, from Syria 
So these mercenaries belong uh, to what is called uh, the Free Syrian Army. So this free, the so-called Free Syrian Army was armed and trained and funded by the CIA for many years under Clinton and Obama administration until uh, Donald Trump came to power and he cut the funding of this uh, so-called Free Syrian Army, but he shifted the funding from the Free Syrian Army to other groups. In all cases, these groups are under uh, the uh, control of the Turkish intelligence now. And uh, Erdogan sent at, uh, at the first uh, two weeks of the conflict around 4,000 mercenaries from Syria. These are hardcore jihadists and they, uh, in, in their own beliefs, they believe that the Armenians, because they're Christians, so they consider them as an infidels. So they're there to ethnically cleanse the Armenians. In addition, uh, only yesterday, there are reports uh, coming from northern Syria that Erdogan will send further more to 2,300 more mercenaries into Azerbaijan. And we are talking about the country, Azerbaijan has a 100,000 soldier army, but still they are uh, relying on these mercenaries who are hardcore jihadists to fight against the Armenians. Do you believe that the U.S. could put an end to this war if it wanted to immediately by putting pressure on Turkey and telling Turkey, stop what you're doing. Actually, if the United States intervenes uh, and asks Turkey to stop, Turkey will stop. In, in my opinion, the United States is the only country capable of stopping Turkey. Uh, Turkey is growing its military power and even France, which is considered the regional power, they're not able to, uh, let's say, stop the Turkish um, uh, policies in the region because there is a French-Turkish uh, conflict even in the Mediterranean now. Uh, in my opinion, uh, the, the Americans are able to stop uh, Turkey for sure and if they, uh, if they stop Turkey, Azerbaijan will stop directly because Azerbaijan is a, a satellite state, unfortunately under Aliyev, is a satellite state for Turkey. And uh, what Turkey is uh, doing in the region especially in the Middle East, uh, in the Mediterranean, and now in the South and Caucasus, it's an expansion. It's a Turkish expansion. Turkey is using Azerbaijan in South and Caucasus, and it's using the Syrian mercenaries there in order to create a foothold for uh, the, uh, the, the Turkish uh, neo-Ottoman dream, and also to have a free access or continuous access from Turkey to the Caspian Sea, without any uh, interruptions by the, by the Armenians. If you check the map of the conflict, it's very clear that Armenia stands between Azerbaijan and Turkey. And if Azerbaijan occupies now Nagorno-Karabakh or Artsakh, the second step that we will see in a few years is a Turkish and Azerbaijani attempt to conquer Armenia. Some could say this is a crazy idea and this is not gonna happen. I have to disagree with them because while we are speaking now, Turkey occupies uh, a big portion of Syria in the northern part of Syria. It occupies northern Cyprus. Turkey is an occupation country in the region uh, similar to Israel. And in my opinion, Turkey is much more dangerous because uh, Turkey has a much bigger military and it has an ideological base, which is the Muslim Brotherhood ideology. And it is able to export this ideology to the region and to indoctrinate the people 
and urge them to abandon their national identities, such as the Syrian identity, and to hold a patriotic identity. So, so why do you believe that today there's such a media blackout, especially in the United States, about this particular story? We know it's not because, you know, the, the media believes that stories in the Middle East and, and stories around Syria aren't important because they cover Syria when there's a particular angle to it. They cover Turkey when there's an angle to it. Why is, in this case, is this story getting such a blackout where the Armenian uh, deaths that are taking place are being completely ignored here? Why do you believe that is? There isn't only a blackout, but also uh, some sort of a bias towards Turkey. What we see nowadays is uh, some, a lot of journalists nowadays, unfortunately speaking, uh, Ben, you know better than me because you're an investigative journalist, but Many journalists nowadays rely on Wikipedia. They rely on very uh, unreliable sources for their information. So if you click nowadays on, on, on Google, to whom belong uh, uh, Nagorno-Karabakh, and you read Wikipedia, you will think that it is an Azerbaijani uh, territory or it is occupied by Armenia because the people, they don't know the context, they don't know the historical context of it. And they don't know that the people there, they called for a referendum and they called for self-determination. However, the Armenians uh, are around nine to 10 million around the world. And nowadays, tens of thousands of them are in the streets and urging the media to cover this uh, uh, attempt to ethnically cleanse the Armenians, but will the mainstream media uh, listen to the people? They never listen to the people. They, they follow the money, they follow the, the, the lobbies, they follow um, the interests, the corporation interests, the, those who are funding and supporting these TV channels. Therefore, uh, like uh, saying like uh, being angry because of these channels are not covering. I mean, we've seen this uh, in the last 10 years, what the media did in Syria. They played a major role in creating a situation where the people believed that there is a dictator going from town to town to kill innocent people. And they made the people believe that this government is using chemical weapons. So they are so powerful and the people are too busy to double check the information and the facts. Kevor Kalmasian, thank you so much for your coverage of this, your work as a journalist, and your continued coverage. And folks, I would encourage you, check out uh, his YouTube channel. It is Syriana Analysis. You can learn more about what's going on in that region. And Kevor, please come back and keep us updated as to what is happening in this conflict.